Next on BYUSN, a top five team in the Marriott Center. BYU men's basketball hosting number four Houston tonight. What's your case for the underdog Cougs to pull off a shocker? The experts think this will be a super close game. We'll preview tonight's matchup with BYU Hoops assistant coach Cody Feger. Where does he feel BYU has an advantage over the other Cougars and the key to fixing second half slumps? Why Tuesdays are a better day to drop a game than Saturdays. <laughs> and what notable figure says Trevin Nell's best shooter in the country. Plus, Top 5 Tuesday features the top individual unbreakable records at Brigham. Welcome to BYU Sports Station, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Tuesday, happy game day. It is January 23rd. I am Spencer Linton, alongside a man who also would like to release a special album with Lil Wayne, Jerem Jordan. Little Wayne. Uh, yeah, Steve <laughs> Young uh, tweeted um, about making a, a, dropping a mixtape. He said, stop asking if Wheezy and I are dropping a mixtape this year. That's absurd. We're doing it in 2025. <laughs> I like that. In the next hour, you're going to have Elder Bednar talking. And then right now, we're talking about Wheezy. Mm -hmm. This is the kind of programming you get on BYU TV. A variety. There's a place for all. Of excellence uh, from brother Steve Young. So, yeah. Uh, who knows when that album's going to drop. But the album of, of the Cougars, Houston and BYU tonight, this is a massive game. We'll dive into it in a second. But oh, man. Cannot wait for this one. Shout out to Steve Young's social media team. They have, they have, they have ramped it up. As much as I want to sure give Steve, him? As much as I want to give him all of the individual credit, <laughs> no way. There's no way. No way. But he has brought his A game on social media. His <laughs> intern or her, his, uh, in, yeah, has uh, produced. The power of social media Tremendous. is that a few days ago, I'm watching Steve Young and a special that NFL Films does on him coaching his daughters in flag football yeah. as I'm standing in line at Disneyland. And then a couple days later, he's dropping an album with Lil Wheezy. Uh, in 2025. <laughs> so let's go. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. I need more Trevin now. Trevin yes! now. How about that? Backdoor running lay-in. Spencer Johnson. Here comes Houston to the Marriott Center. Let's go. Woo! In Big 12 basketball, you may have noticed there is rare a break for any team, and BYU returns to take on the number four team in the country tonight. Bring it. Before we get into the specifics of tonight's matchup and the challenge that awaits BYU, we need to, I guess, pan out a little bit, zoom out, and look at BYU's metrics through the first five games to give everyone an idea of how these numbers see BYU. And guess what? It's not that different from where BYU was coming at a non-conference play. The Cougars, number 21 in the AP poll, number 19 in the coaches poll. Those are the human element polls. And then when you go to the mathematical metrics, Man. BYU still top five in net at number five, still top 10 in Kempom right at 10. And in the latest bracketology, a five seed. We'll see what happens when Joe Lunardi releases the new version of that here uh, in just a little bit. But still, the metrics are very strong for BYU with a losing record through five games in Big 12 play. Also to that, let's add the fun fact that BYU is favored in all but three of the remaining Big 12 games, according to ESPN's Basketball Power Index. That is mm -hmm. wild, Jim. Mm -hmm. BYU is a favorite in all but three, Math, according to the BPI. Math's a wonderful thing, Spencer. Isn't it? Math's a really cool thing. You didn't I'm have to take a math class at BYU to graduate. I, just, I somehow did not. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know. That's why you love math so much. I love it. <laughs> okay, in Ken Palm, BYU is a favorite in all but four of the remaining Big 12 games. How Good, about gotta that? Got to win. Now, with this caveat, I'm going to ask a question to Jerem here. BYU is an underdog against Houston tonight. Mm. Okay? So they, this is one of the games that they are a rare underdog. Vegas has yep. Houston as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Just a two That's and a half, it? Just a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Wow. All right? So what chances do you give BYU of taking advantage of home court advantage in the Marriott Center and beating Houston, a top-five team tonight? There's a chance. BYU's in the Marriott Center, man. We've seen BYU win this type of game. Granted, it was a couple years ago against Gonzaga, right before the pandemic. But is Houston even good? Number one in net, number one Ken Palm team, number one defense. Are they even good at basketball? Oh, yeah. I mean, this is, you name the blue blood, this is just like Kentucky or Duke or UC. Like, not all those teams are as good as this team. You know what I mean? Like, th those are some good programs. Houston coming in here, they have a lot to prove. They lost a couple of road games to start league play. BYU is a good team. On paper, BYU looks good. First half, BYU might be the best team in the league. Second half, certainly have some work to do. Saturday was tough. I was gone yesterday, so here's my commentary on Saturday. Hey, don't give up 53 points and get outscored by 23, and you probably win the game. BYU is this close to being 4-1, 5-0 in the league. Like, if they can figure some things out, they are right there. But I'm pleased with where BYU is at. 2-3 and three through the first five, I'm good. It feels like they I'm should okay. be 3-2. and two. I would like one more win, right? realistically. Like realistically. They've done enough to be 3-2, and two, but they're not. Tonight's one of the biggest games in Merritt Center history. Let's outline some of the stuff. Both ranked in the top 25, both yep. top five in net, both top 10 in Ken Palm, both top five in points per possession allowed. BYU underrated as a defensive Great team. Great defensive team. Both top 25 in points per possession. Both new in the Big 12. Let's go. You got to play a great game, but you got to play good offense against a great defense. Only one team has scored 58-plus against Houston in league play. It was TCU and a win. Iowa State won with 57 points, allowed 53. If BYU can get into the 70s somehow tonight, that feels like a good number because BYU has a good defensive team as well. Certainly, you, you got to play well. Hopefully, BYU's healthy. We'll talk to Cody Figure coming up in the next segment and ask him about the health of the Cougars. Like, we've been surprised the last couple of games. Like, whoa, Trevin's not going. Whoa, Noah's not going. Oh, Foose is out. What's going on? Hopefully, BYU's healthy. But at home, with this team that shares the ball really well and can shoot the three really well, and is cutting back door, and they're going to challenge that Houston defense with uh, pick and roll and Ali Khalifa. For sure. BYU has a better chance than you think. This is not the last couple years BYU version. This is a new-looking BYU. Oh, a BYU that is quickly getting weathered and experienced with tough games every game. Third straight-ranked team, first time since 81 in that. That's crazy. And, and BYU is growing. They're getting better. Yes, they're coming off a disappointing loss where they were up big and lost at Texas Tech, but I – BYU's got a shot to win tonight. Why not? I had a friend say, okay, make a case for BYU against Houston. Like, watch my show. After the Cougars melted down against Texas Tech. This, this is what fans do, okay? The roller coaster of emotions. It's, it's real. I Here's get it. It's a ranked team. Make a, case, make a case for BYU against Houston. It starts and ends with BYU playing in the Marriott Center. Yeah, yeah, of course. Marriott also, Center I Magic. said, did you watch the game against Iowa State? The formula for BYU to beat Houston yeah. is the exact same formula that BYU needs to implement to beat Houston. Iowa State and Houston, very similar 
Statistically speaking, on defense, Houston forces a ton of steals. They play a ton of pressure defense. They're going to hedge ball screen super hard. They're going to make Dallin Hall very uncomfortable. If BYU can remain at 12 turnovers or fewer and make 12 or more threes, the number is 12, Jerem. The, num- the magical we number We like 12, 12 around here. Okay. Tribes, apostles. <laughs> of course. All, dozen donuts. Make 12 threes. Have 12 or fewer turnovers, and BYU will be in a prime position oh, yeah, baby. to beat Houston. I Houston like doesn't like score it. a ton. They want to play slow. They yeah. want to grind it out yeah. and make teams go all the way down to the end of the shot clock and take a bad shot. So it's not going to re- require a ton of points, as you pointed out. Yeah. 68, the high that's been given up in league Isn't that wild? by Houston. So if BYU scores 62, that might be a winning number for it, the Cougars. It might. We're not used to this, but BYU has an elite offense and defense right now. You talk about pace, Spence. Let's put a number on it. Average possession, like second lowest in-league play yes. in Houston. And then defensively, they they make you use the shot clock. They are number one in making a team get to ni- – it's 19.2, how long it takes yes. a team to get to the uh, end of the shot clock. Here's what Houston does better than Iowa State. They defend the three-point line better than Iowa State. But still – they're not world beaters defending the three-point line per se. No. They just make you work for shots and make you spend a long time. They pressure you. Sometimes they'll mix up pressure. They'll throw in a full court. They'll throw in three-quarter stuff. They'll trap. Ali Khalifa's like, please pressure us. They do I will all backdoor you types of stuff to disrupt you offensively. Yeah. But there will be opportunities for BYU to take, I think, at least 28 to 33 three-pointers tonight. If you make 12 of those, you make 12. You're going to be in a great position to get that crowd rocking yeah. and maybe do they, something special tonight. BYU only needs a little bit to get going. And this is the kind of game that you signed up for in joining the Big 12. Obviously, it's one of those new teams, but we, we knew that Houston was Final Four good, and they are. And we'll see, we'll see how this goes tonight, but I'm very excited about this game. And uh, it's going to be a fun one, man. Yeah, if BYU can get to the like, low to mid-60s. You got a chance in this game. Yes. I don't see BYU giving up like uh, 80 burger tonight. So let's go. You're in the Marriott Center. And it, is, it isn't like if BYU wasn't that good, we would still say, hey, you're at home. You got a, sh- you got a chance. No, BYU is a good team. It, I would argue very good. BYU's on the cusp of great. BYU is a very good team that is a single-digit seed in the NCAA tournament projection, playing good ball. And the thing I like the most is BYU's played five games in the league now. They are getting used to what it takes to win against certain kind of teams. Houston is another level. Houston's the best team BYU will have played all year, and maybe it will be all season. We'll see. Kansas looks a little vulnerable to me. Houston has looked vulnerable as well, but these are good teams. BYU's good too, and they're getting weathered in the Big 12, and they're growing. They're getting better, and uh, BYU's going to win some of these. We've talked about BYU's going to win some of these games, surprise some people. Tonight, very well could be one it's of those. It's one of those opportunities. Tonight is one of those. I think the Marriott Center home court advantage is worth like five points. That's a big it, number, especially it, when you're favored by two and a half. I think it's a special place. Or if this game dog. is played on a neutral court or certainly at Houston, then I think the line's somewhere between five and nine in, in favor of Houston. But because it's in Provo, that line's at two, two and a half. Vegas is, and Ken Palm are telling you how good BYU is. We just kind of refuse to believe it because we're like, <laughs> how long is it going to take? Wait, what? How long is it going to take for everybody to buy in? <laughs> the half of Big 12 play? 
<laughs> By the way, tonight gets you to one-third of the way through league. Six of the 18 How games. How fun has this been? Amazing. This has been amazing. It's, it's, I yes. love it. If I'm Cody Fieger and the staff, I'm stressed out constantly because I'm trying to figure out how to generate wins here. But, yeah, a lot of talent. Houston on another level from some of the teams BYU's played. There's more pro talent tonight in this game than we've seen. In- they're a little better version of Iowa State defensively. Not as good as Iowa State on offense. But no. They're longer and a little more athletic I, defensively. I, I like their guards more than I Sure. Yeah. For sure. More capable guards in Sheet and Cryer there. Our question of the day. Number four, Houston, as we mentioned, two-and-a-half point favorite currently tonight in Provo. So what chance do you give BYU to pull off a stunner and beat the Cougars in red? At Mo Knows BYU Answers on X. If BYU only hit seven shots like UCF, nope. <laughs> well, yeah. BYU is a much better shooting team and much better offensive team than UCF. Yes. They're going to make more than seven shots. No he continues, if BYU hit seven plus threes, I like the Cougars' chances. Only Houston seven? is an elite defensive team with a decent offense. Just keep it close and let altitude and the crowd get it done late. That's one thing I did notice specifically in the Iowa State game is the Cyclones ran out of gas with about 12 minutes left mm-hmm. in the second half. They, they, all of them just looked super gassed. Will that be a problem for Houston? I don't know. Man, it could I be. don't know. In, in, it's hard to quantify. In league play, Houston has the third best efficiency on offense. So I wouldn't say they're like a struggling offense per se. They just don't take a ton of shots, but they're good They're good in the limited they're, number of possessions. There's sort of an Air Force football-like quality where they're going to shrink the game a little bit. The BYU is not going to have the amount of possessions they typically have because they're going to go later in the shot clock and so on. So you've got to make what you do count. For but sure. It, but if BYU can be BYU, they've, they have a great chance to win tonight. Like I feel, I feel like almost more confident of this BYU version uh, of team against Houston than I did a BYU men's basketball going up against Gonzaga back in 1920. Um, even though that BYU team was playing really well, it's like, well, it's Gonzaga. I don't know, maybe it's if you put Kansas on Houston tonight, maybe it's different. Maybe we're like, oh, Kansas. But Houston, I respect the heck out of Houston. Uh, should be interesting, though. Yeah, I, I don't question why you feel confident in this team because BYU has eight dudes that legitimately can shoot the three very, very well. Yeah. Uh, win the second – and maybe it's as simple as this. Win the second half, win the game? It might be because Literally, BYU, when they've it, done that in the two – like, when they've done that in Big five. 12 play, they have won the yes. game. The you, two times they won the second half in Big 12 play, they won those they games. They won the game. So is it that simple? I don't know. It's hard to boil it down to just one thing. Hashtag BYUS on an X, Facebook, and Instagram. Join that conversation. Hey, time for the Big 12 roundup. Yeehaw. Number seven, Kansas uh, beat Cincinnati last night. Came down to the wire, 74-69. Cincinnati. Cincinnati's been, good. Cincinnati's good. That was a tough loss, but Cincinnati's They're good. They're good. Uh, Johnny Furphy scored a career-high 23. They put him in the lineup the last couple of games. He's been really good. Cincinnati's sixth straight game against a ranked team. Oh BYU's playing its third tonight, not sixth. Two and four in those games, by the way. Kansas four and two. Kansas plays at Iowa State Saturday. That'll be a good one. Cincinnati hosts UCLA. Also tonight, Texas at number 11, Oklahoma. The future SEC teams, longtime rivals, showdown. Oklahoma 11-0 at home this season. Texas, however, has won the previous five meetings. Sooners four and a half point favorites. Texas 2-3 and three in Big 12 play, coming to Provo on Saturday. Yeah, trap game for Texas. Oklahoma is 3-2. <laughs> I expect Oklahoma to win this game, and Ooh. that will bring Texas into Provo at 2-4. and four. 
We'll see what BYU does. Perhaps. It might be a couple of teams on Saturday in Pro that are both two and four that are feeling a little bit of desperation. Yeah, if if both lose, uh, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see. Man, early one on that one, by the way, noon Mountain Time Saturday. We got your pregame at 11 a.m. Mountain. Let's go. West Virginia at UCF. Both teams two and three in Big 12 games this season. West Virginia coming off a huge win against Kansas. UCF eight and a half point favorites though. West Virginia considered the second worst team in the league. And they just beat Kansas. <laughs> Holy mackerel. There are 11 teams of the 14 in the Big 12 within one game of each other. Isn't that fun? It is fun. <laughs> I would characterize it. It's fun. Yeah. TCU at Oklahoma State. The Cowboys. The lone winless team in conference, 0-5, and, and it's not because they haven't had opportunities. They took Baylor to the wire. Yep. Man, they were close against TCU on Saturday. They let the lead slip away. TCU's good. Yes, they are. <laughs> Two and three, but good. Like BYU. TCU's favored by four and a half points. Sorry, they were playing Kansas State on Saturday and let a lead slip away. Again, Oklahoma State, TCU tonight. Let's look at the current Big 12 standings. So with Kansas's win last night, they're now in third place at four and two, trailing only Texas Tech and Kansas Texas State. Tech's good. That's not a bad loss on the road. It stinks that BYU had a big lead, but look at Texas Tech. Yeah, Texas Tech is, is a super solid team. BYU right in the middle of the pack. A win tonight against Houston would even BYU with the other Cougars and put the Cougars in the top seven of conference. Like that, it'd, it'd be nice. At the end of last week, it'd we were nice. talking about okay, what does BYU need to be at the end of January for everybody to feel okay? Top seven. Three and four. Like if they split this week, three. I would feel wonderful about BYU being three and four after a brutal January. Yep. Split this week. Be nice to get one tonight, and then just see what happens against Texas. Sunset. What three-ish teams from the Big Twelve are in the NIT? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you're telling me right now, like, oh, UCF didn't make it, they were in the NIT. It's like, UCF beat Kansas. West Virginia beat Kansas. UCF also beat Texas. Right? So they've like, beaten Kansas and Texas. Oh, man, it is wild. Okay, tonight, as we mentioned, huge game. Number 21, BYU taking on number four, Houston. One of the biggest games BYU's ever played in the Big Mac, as they used to call it. 8 Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio for pregame coverage. I could use a Big Mac now. A little special sauce. What's the special sauce in the Marriott Center? Ten eight, uh, special sauce is, is uh, sharing the basketball. <laughs> Not turning over. Resume. After the break, we dive inside the matchup with number four, Houston, and do so with assistant coach Cody Fieger. Where okay. did you feel like the Cougars have an advantage against such a good defensive team? This is BYU Sports Nation. Be healthy. BYU Sports Nation is sponsored by the Tim Daly Auto Group. Serving Utah since 1968. Key Ritchie at the rim. Yes. The score and the foul. Dallin Hall on the bounce. He'll pull and fire and oh. score the three. <laughs> we are live in studio. Be with your day-to-day -day BYU sports play-by-play. Oh. -play. I'm Spencer Lipton oh. alongside Jerem Jordan. It is game day. BYU and Houston, another top 25 matchup for the Cougars. Third straight. That hasn't happened since the 1981 NCAA tournament. Just That's how normal fare in the Big 12. Helping us break down just uh, how big of a deal this is, is BYU men's basketball assistant coach Cody Fieger, who's with us once again. Cody, welcome back to BYU Sports up, Nation. Man? How are you guys doing? I appreciate you guys having me on here. Stoked. Huge game tonight. Yeah. Like Both you said, top 5, 10, 25, and a bunch of stuff that matters. This is, yeah. To me, I just said it on the show, but one of the biggest games uh, BYU's ever played. 
and we're going to say that a bunch of times here, but uh, it's a huge opportunity. Every, every game you have a chance to prove yourself, and anybody can be anybody in this league, and we've seen it so far. <laughs> yeah, you just hit the nail on the head right there. Yeah, it's, <laughs> anybody can beat anybody, and every game's tough, and uh, it, it's, it's fun, man. It, it, it's awesome. It's everything we want. We get to prove ourselves, like you said, every single night. As you try and encapsulate what happened on Saturday against Texas Tech and the 16-point lead, and it slips away, but knowing that you have the number four team in the country coming to the Marriott Center on Tuesday, how do you mentally process through all of that to, to get right and get ready for, as Jeremy mentioned, one of the biggest games in BYU basketball history in the Marriott Center? Yeah, I mean, for us, you know, we um, met as a staff and we talked about it, and then we, we brought our players in and watched some film you know, Monday morning on exactly where where we need to get better, right? At the end of the day, it's it's the, the whole thing is with the Texas Tech loss, how, how can that help us prepare us for this next Houston game? Because it's a one-day turnaround. It's a one-day prep. And we have a dang good team. We should be as confident as all get out. And, um, you know, we, we just showed them a couple things where we need to get better. And we need to stay locked in for all 40 – 40 minutes of this game because um, every night we're playing a really good basketball team with really good players and for us we always have to be pedal the metal and we can't let the you know the the the, the gas off you know like we got to pe- keep pedal the metal so it, it's everyone's tough if you never got a lead like that you'd be like well I don't know this is hard can be all you hang to that no you're getting leads and then when you've won the second half, you've won the game. Yeah. So what's the conversation specifically been about the final 20 of, hey, we're in position to, to be 4-1, and 5-0 and oh, if we uh, play better second half? Yeah, there's a couple things is, you know, I mean, every game's a little bit different, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's hard to say there's a certain thing. Only there's that, one thing. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's hard, like, you know, people are like, well, it's turnovers in the second half. Well, actually, we're turning it over more in the first half compared to the second half if we go all five conference games. Um, And the things that we've kind of talked about offensively is just leaning into what makes us great at the end of the day. It's getting to the offensive glass. It's our cutting, uh, catch and shoot shots. You know, so what we've kind of done is just kind of paint that picture for our guys over and over again on what makes us really efficient. And we need to keep on doing that the last 20 minutes of the game, the last five minutes of the game. Keep trusting it. Keep believing in it. Because... You know, no matter what it is, it's going to be even harder the last five minutes, right? Especially uh, on the road. It's going to get more physical. Everything's happening more, right? The, the best players are going to step up, right? Like, it's going to get harder and harder, and we got to do it collectively as a team every single game, all 40 minutes. And like I said, I wish there was one thing that we could say, all right, guys, this is the issue. Well, we're playing different teams. Every game's a different game. And, you know, it's just something that we're working on and we're trying to get better at. And like I said, we focus on the things that Texas Tech does that or uh, they took advantage of, advantages of that will help us try to win this Houston game tonight. Cody Fieger is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Much attention has been given to the second half. And again, when you look at what happened on Saturday, certainly Texas Tech is at home. The crowd gets going. That's part of college basketball. Home court advantage is a very, very real thing. And BYU, we think, will benefit from that tonight Absolutely. against Houston in a very special place to play basketball. But when the crowd gets going like that and the momentum has shifted, 
What do you do? Because you have done this to teams too, Cody. You've been yeah. the team that's erased a 25-plus point deficit and, and won the game. So what do you do to try and mix it up and, and change the pace and change that momentum in those scenarios? Yeah, it's really hard. <laughs> Honestly, it's really hard. Um, we call some timeouts. Um, but we just kind of get our guys collective like, hey, guys, let's you know, bring it in. Let's take a breath. Let's, let's figure out exactly what we need to do to be successful, right? Um, like I said, the physicality goes up, so we need to be even stronger with the ball. Um, don't expect any calls. Like, there's just there's a lot of things, um, and we just try to simplify it for our guys at the end of the day, right? Don't get them thinking about the crowd. Don't get them thinking about anything other than just being the specific stuff. Hey, sprinting to the corners in transition. Shoot, catch, and shoot shots. So we just try to really keep it as simple as possible the last, you know, five minutes of this game. It's hard to keep certain things constants, but the biggest variable has been lineup the last yep. couple of weeks. You know, Trevin and Foose missed some time. Noah suddenly missed some time. How's the health of the team right now going into tonight? Tonight, as of, I, as of right now, I, we're planning on playing all those guys tonight. Go. Um, which is exciting. Um, but, you know, I didn't hear anything after practice that there was any issues and no, no text messages this morning. Um, that there was any issues, so we'll see. But right now, I'm planning on playing all those guys. But you're right, that that would be super helpful if we know who's, who's going to be playing night who's in, playing? night out. No, you're good? Okay, good. Because <laughs> that, that's a big deal. Like, at your at your best, you're really good. No question. And at home, so that's good news. Yeah, yeah, we're... we're... Thanks for bringing the good news. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> it's just full of happiness today. Let's go. Uh, Cody, through five games, you mentioned the challenge that each and every individual contest is, and... We were all expecting the competition to just take a major uptake once you got out of non-conference play. You talk about the teams and, that you're facing and their toughness. How have your guys on your team grown and risen over the last five games? Yeah, I mean, like I just see every game, somebody kind of step up in a different way, whether it's Richie Saunders, like Spencer Johnson last game here. Um, but our guys are really understanding that communication is key for us too as a team because one thing I feel like offensively and defensively we've been at all year long. Now there's a couple slip-ups here and there. Is we're just really connected. And I feel like through these five games, other than this last one with Texas Tech, for the full you know five games for the most part, we've been really connected and, and communication um, has been key for us. And we need to keep on making a step that way. Um, we're learning more about our team too as a staff on where we need to grow, right? We're only five games into this thing. And we're still growing as a team, and, and we were talking about what, what makes us successful offensively and defensively. So we're still getting better and better that way as a staff, too, um, just because every game, like I said, is just a little bit different. And where are these numbers, you know, what makes us better at the end of the day? I'm trying to recall, and maybe Greg tweeted this, I can't remember from the schedule, but is this the only two home in a week? Week? In Big 12 play, it might be, right? It, the it might be. The fact that you're playing at home twice, what difference can one home make, but two, being here all week? Oh, it's going to, it's, it's huge, right? Um, I mean, like, like we were talking about last week or two weeks ago, we're playing at, um, at Baylor. Was that on a Tuesday, I think? Mm -hmm. And then we're yep. at UCF on a, on a Saturday, and that's, that's just really hard. And, and we got film 
We've got scouts. We've got all this stuff to go over practice and everything. A pit stop in Arkansas to refuel. <laughs> yeah. That happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pit yeah. stop in Arkansas? Yeah, so coming back from uh, UCF, it took about six, seven hours to get That's back. That's why it took so long? After the game, and then we played Iowa State on a Tuesday. Like, yeah. all that travel just takes a toll. And yeah, more pit stops, though, if the Iowa State performance is <laughs> what you get. Uh, I agree. Right? Maybe we need to do less of that stuff and just more travel more. <laughs> more um, travel. More travel. Um, yeah, it's just it just is another thing. Just adds this beast, right? Like yep. the WCC was Thursday, Saturday, and just a little bit different. Um, but these these are all things that we thought about in the off season, you know. Uh, but we're we're really excited to be home. Like nothing's better than playing in front of our fans and and being here. So it's it's something we're excited about. It is the only your home two games all week. There you go. Thing. There you yeah. go. <laughs> Now, Jeez. Iowa State is an extremely disruptive defensive team. You found a way to protect the ball against Cyclones, and you got the home crowd going. That was really a magical game for BYU. Houston is also very disruptive defensively. So having played Iowa State and now preparing for Houston, how are those defenses similar, and how are they different? Um, I would say they're very similar. Um, like, yeah, Houston's ranked number one in the country not right now defensively. Um, they're number one in steals. They're number one in blocks. Like, you don't score at the rim against these guys. And the good thing for us is that we're really good at sharing the ball and shooting threes. Um, right? That's, that's been really good for us. Um, we've been the best, you know, three-point shooting team in the country. Um, so that's something that, you know, that we're, you know, really hoping we share this ball. Uh <clears throat> They're really similar because they have a lot of ball first. So if you come off a ball screen, there's two guys coming to the ball. And so for us, we got to get the ball out of our hands early, uh, get it to an open shooter or hit the roll fast and he sprays it out to a shooter. Um, so we got to really move this ball tonight. You know, that's something that really kind of affected us against Texas Tech. We didn't move the ball in the second half as well as we have the first half. So there's one thing for that game. Is this faux wood or real wood? Do we know the answer there? Are we... We're good. We're good on that. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it's. I good. hope so. Hopefully it's real wood. Let's go. Um, they they uh, can still win despite shooting a poor percentage. They've done that twice where they were sub forty percent. Granted, the two losses they shot uh, uh, sub forty percent. Defensively, do you have to hold them to some kind of number like that to feel like you have a, a better chance? I mean, there's always a goal. Like we have an unbelievable defense. We're top twenty defense. You're underrated. We don't uh, yeah. talk about this. You're our, top five our, in points per position allowed. Yeah, our our, yeah. our physicality, yeah. our effective field goal percentage defensively. Like, we, we, our guys are really connected. Like I said, play at a really high level and and really rebound. Um, so we have a really good defense. And you know, there, there's not a number that sticks out in my mind. But our goal is to keep them, you know, get back in transition. That's where they're best. They're at a 1.2 points per possession in transition. Mm. If we make this thing a five-on-five, five, a half-court game, we got a chance to be really successful against these guys. And that, that's something that, you know, our guys are bought into and, and excited about tonight. But it's, it's transition defense. If we, can, if we can get back and get stops that way, that will really, really help us here. Only one Big 12 team has scored over 60 on them. Uh, TCU scored 60 in, in the win. Scoring 60-plus doesn't feel crazy for a BYU team, but against Houston, that could be a number. Yeah, yeah like I mean, so good I mean, like you said, very similar to Iowa State, where they're yeah. physical and they're yeah. really active with their hands. And, I mean, that was the most that's been scored against Iowa State since TJ has been there, right? Yeah. Um, and Iowa State, one scoring 57. Yeah. yeah <laughs> they held them to 53. At, at their spot. Wild. Yeah. 
defensive yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah, they play a little bit slower. We play mm -hmm. fast in transition. It, it's two polar opposites going uh, colliding tonight. So. All right, Cody, we'll finish with this. Fus Traore has been implementing himself back into the offense and trying to get back into the flow. How do you feel like he is fitting into the team now that he's got a few games under his belt in the Big 12? Good. He, it's getting better and better, right? He's getting his confidence back. He's getting a better feel there, here and there. You know, he made a backdoor pass that, you know, he's, he, he's been working on all offseason. Shades of Ali. Yeah, yeah shades of Rubbing off on everybody. Yeah. Nope. Uh, but, you know, he, he's, he's working his tail off to, to get in here. Like, he's watching a ton of film. Um, the guys all love Foose. It was his, you know, 22nd birthday yesterday. Um, I mean, he is working his absolute tail off to, to get better. And um, he's going to be, uh, and he's going to keep on getting better and better. It, it, it's such a confidence thing, right? Sitting out basically a month and a half is, is not easy. And then when you step in, you're stepping against the best players in the country. Cody, great to have you on BYU Sports Station. Thanks for coming and in. Have fun tonight. Cannot wait to watch BYU line it up against the Cougars in red. Let's go, man. Appreciate you guys. Thanks, right, Cody. Some karma as well. Yeah. All the karma. All the karma we <laughs> can get. as much as you can 8 handle. Eastern, pregame, BYU TV, BYU Radio. And then Thursday, check out BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, 8.30 Eastern on the BYU TV app and ESPN+. Plus. I'm being told full wood also applies to knock on wood. Full wood We're is good. good. We're good. Okay, All excellent. Right. Up next is Trevin Nell, the best shooter in the country. Which major college basketball analyst just said that? And is it better to lose on Tuesday than Saturday in the Big 12? The rankings would suggest so. The rankings say so. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Follow BYU Sports Nation on social, Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Welcome back to Studio B. I am Spencer. He is Jerem. How about some Tuesday headlines? Number 21 men's basketball hosts number four Houston tonight in the Battle of the Cougs. BYU's two and three in Big 12 play, Houston three and two. Houston a two and a half point favorite, number four in the country, number one in net in Ken Palm. They are good at the basketball. Ken Palm gives BYU a 40% chance to win, however. Pre-game coverage for tonight begins at 8 Eastern on both BYU TV and BYU Radio. BYU men's basketball remains in the AP poll for a ninth consecutive week. However, the Cougars drop one spot to number 21 after splitting games last week against ranked teams in Iowa State and Texas Tech. BYU is one of only seven Big 12 teams in this week's AP poll. There were eight, seven. There were eight a week ago. Oh, getting worse. Also, ESPN's Joe Lenardi has BYU still as a five seed playing in Salt Lake City in his latest Bracketology update. That is literally the best case scenario. Oh, unless you're like, I don't like the 512, it's a 50-50. I would take a five right now. Come on now, come on. Mel Kuyper has Kingsley Suomatia as his eighth best offensive tackle, and Ryan Rico as the fourth best punter, not to me, in his latest NFL draft position rankings. Number eight, BYU men's volleyball sweeping. 14th ranked Princeton last night to improve to hey. six and one on the season. BYU's 17th straight home victory, the second most consecutive home wins in the rally scoring era ever in BYU volleyball history. Not bad. Cougars led by Trent Moser, who totaled 12 kills. He had 333. BYU plays Princeton again tonight in the Marriott Center, or rather in the Smith Fieldhouse while basketball is in the Marriott Center. Coverage begins at 9 Eastern, and it's live exclusively on BYU TV. Hey, we do, we do sports games. Speaking of Trent Mosier, he was named MPSF Offensive Player of the Week. Had 36 kills last week, hit 469, 5.1 kills per set at UC Santa Barbara in a pair of wins. 
BYU football signee Faletau Satuala is the new top recruit in the state of Utah. Yeah. It's a big deal. Satuala, safety out of Bountiful, Utah, is the first top-ranked Utah prospect to sign with BYU in over a decade. Mm. It's been a while for the Cougars there. Troy Hines was the last as the top recruit back in 2012. Those are today's headlines. Now some opinions in the whip. The Cougar Whip Round presented by Marist, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. During the Kansas-Cincinnati game last night, Jay Billis of ESPN said Trevor Nell might be the best shooter in the country. Is he? Ooh. From the three-point line, I think he is because of the level of competition he's playing against and he's still hitting these threes at that clip. Yeah, from the three-point line, I'm ready to go there with Jay Billis. Jay Billis loves BYU shooters. He Alex loves Parcello, him, uh, Nell. Yeah. yeah, man. What do you think? Uh, in my super biased opinion, absolutely. Uh, love Trevin Nell. You don't get the shot doctor nickname. You can't stripe it from this. The shot doc. Okay. The shot doc. Let's go. You can assess things uh, just in one swift movement. And and we saw the uh, NOAA analytics that they use in uh, the annex ourselves, and we watched Trevin make 81 yeah. out of 100 uncontested threes. Yeah. And, we were like, and he was like, got yeah, it was okay. Like, <laughs> what? Really? <laughs> that was okay? Really? What's good? BYU drops one spot in the AP poll after beating Iowa State at home convincingly and then losing by seven at Texas Tech last week. So that's okay, whatever. But then you consider this, Iowa State jumped up one spot after getting blown out by BYU and then surviving on Saturday. Texas Tech jumps five spots, Jerem, after losing at Houston by 23 points and then needing that miraculous rally against BYU to win by seven on their home floor. So is it better to lose on Tuesday than it is on Saturday? If you are about climbing in the AP poll, yes, absolutely. The evidence is there for this. So if BYU just, you know, tonight it doesn't work out, but Saturday it sure does against Texas. Jump them up five spots. Jumping up. Recency <laughs> bias is a little too strong in the AP poll. That the human weird. element of, well, I watched them play yesterday. They looked pretty good. Yeah, we'll move them up in the poll. Yeah. Uh, you forgot what happened the whole week? Uh, okay. Volleyball player Trenton Mosher has a game day routine that includes Taco Bell for lunch. Yes. He's done this since high school. Yet he revealed to me in a BYU TV exclusive. Exclusive. That he hasn't had it in the last few matches yet. He's playing some of the best volleyball of his career. What do you make of this information? I think Trent needs to stay away from the Taco Bell <laughs> while this is continuing to happen. Just get your dad superstitious, just keep it going. If he plays poorly, then it's like, all right, I'm going to Taco Bell next game. It's amazing that a high-level athlete could consume something like that and hours later still be good. <laughs> I love Taco Bell. I'm not uh, crapping on Taco Bell. But uh, it tastes great. It tastes great. Not but, great for your body. But maybe not. Well, I guess he has a few hours to let that uh, quote unquote digest. So there you go. <laughs> Men's volleyball has won 17 straight home matches. Will it be 20 by the end of the weekend? Spence, if it is, you got you to gotta put BYU probably in the top five, top yes. six. Because UC Irvine has, has dropped to seven. They've only lost one match. The three and one haven't played a ton. Irvine's good. Irvine's solid If squad. BYU, I, frankly, I'll be happy if BYU splits with Irvine at the end of the week. We're going to see just how good BYU is. That's one of the good litmus tests. BYU's played a, a good schedule so far. Toughest test with Irvine, who was in the top four a couple weeks ago. Beat Princeton tonight. Let's see what happens against UC Irvine. I expect BYU to beat Princeton and then at least split versus Irvine. Smithfield House, again, we're talking about home court advantages. Super, super special. By the way, last night, 2,700 showed up for almost anybody. That'd be an amazing number for BYU. It was like only 2,700. On a Monday night, I thought that was pretty good. Tonight, 
I'm hoping for 1,500 plus. Because <laughs> it's going up against the Houston basketball yes. game. So we'll see. Hey, can't get into the basketball game? Go to the volleyball match and be loud. Someone on the staff told me if someone shows up tonight, they're probably not a volley, uh, basketball fan. They probably they're just are. a volleyball fan. Let's, which we will have the game for you on BYU TV. And of course, you can go and watch former, uh, you know, ex uh, past BYU men's volleyball matches, other games and shows, and Deep Blues. The archives on BYUSN.com and the free BYU TV app. Stream both the games tonight from the comforts of your home you if you're not going to be in attendance. You can do both, now, baby. Up next, this week's Top 5 Tuesday features the top five most unbreakable individual records at BYU. This on the heels of what Lauren Gustin has done. This is BYU Sports Nation. They're going to be hard to beat. It's presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Welcome back to BYU Sports Station. We are live in Studio B. It is Top 5 Tuesday. And because Lauren Gustin just broke what for a long time was an unbreakable record, it took 44 years to become the all-time leading rebounder in BYU women's basketball history, we thought, why not look at the remaining unbreakable individual records? Roll them out at number five. Tina Gunn Robinson's, uh, Robinson's career scoring record. Uh, this is uh, 2,759 career points, 27 a game. Most points scored among BYU men and women ever. Scored 50-plus in the game twice, high of 56. You look at the gap between the top five scores. Tyler Hawes was only nine points behind. Jimmer Fredette, almost 2,600. Uh, Lexi Eaton Radelch was amazing. Danny Ainge, this is pretty three-point line, by the way, for Gunn and Ainge. I think if Danny had a three-point line, he would have had 2,800 or 2,900. He'd be close to that, yeah, yeah, for sure, if not past it. She did it in 101 games. That's it? That's like That's like three years now. Right? She would have had 3,000 points. 101 games. She That's did amazing. that with points, and she had the rebounding record for 44 years. Plus the college shirt, dude. Baller. I'll say this. Cool. We, we kind of uh, we, we were speculating on, well, maybe the fifth year helped Lauren Gustin. Nothing that she did at Solid Community College counted. So it's like she was a four-year It's player. four years at BYU. Also, Tina Gunn was 6'5". Lauren Gustin is 6-1 yeah. and has now accomplished the rebounding record mark. That, that's, and she did it in 106 games. So, so pr go. pretty good. It's only five more games to Not do it. Bad. One. Not bad. 6-1. All right, on to the next. Number four, Ty Detmer, your Heisman Trophy winner. These numbers are wild. 15,031 career passing yards, 121 passing touchdowns. That is unbelievable. I think that's Sons bowl games too, right? Yes, they because it wasn't bowl games included until later. at yeah. that time. Yeah. Like Max Hall is the next closest. Max Hall's an all-timer BYU. He's almost 4,000 passing yards in his career behind Ty Detmer. Three years <laughs> for Max, right? And essentially three years Ty for Ty. Ty was three and a half. He played yeah. in, I want to say, what, three or four he games played at his the freshman end of his year? freshman year, yeah. 4,000 yards ahead. Amazing. That's unbelievable. And look and then, at the touchdowns. Look at these guys. Look at all these touchdowns. 121. Holy crap. Look at me beat. Heisman oh, earned. My, my goodness. Number three, Kyle Collinsworth tripled up. Like the next dude in NCAA history has six. Michael Anderson, some guy named uh, Shaquille O'Neal or something. <laughs> hey, triple doubles at BYU, by the way. There have only been five other dudes that have ever done it, and they each had one. Chosich, Ainge, Smith, Fred Roberts, and Neil Roberts. 
That will never be broken. No, Mr. Triple Double. Never! He was such a unique player. Yes. It, at BYU, like it's, we'll be lucky to have somebody hit two in their careers. We'll be lucky to have someone that hits one, Spence. Only these guys have done it. That is wild. That is 12 wild. triple doubles, doubling the previous NCAA record. Not just BYU record, NCAA record. Yeah, what's record. the NCAA record that got doubled? <laughs> just crazy. Wow. All right, on to number two. And I'm not sure we're going to see anything like this ever again. No. Again, unbreakable records. Shauna Robach, her career goes 94. <laughs> Like, they, she was scoring, like, five against New Mexico back in the day. Again, collared shirt. Collared shirt. Cool collared shirts on women's jerseys. Bring it back. She had 25 games with multiple goals. At um, least a brace, if not a hat trick. One time I interviewed her up in Park City because she was uh, an, an Olympian. Olympian. Yes. Took, uh, took silver into Eight her. career hat tricks. Not surprisingly the most in BYU history. Scored 20 goals or more in three seasons. Eighth all-time <laughs> in difference. NCAA history. 41. 41 more than the great Michaela Kuhl. 41 would have put you at like look just at Ash, seven look or at something. Ashley Hatch. She has double the goals that Ashley Hatch scored in her career. Yeah. Crazy. That's just wild. Pronounced Redding, by the way. Unbreakable individual records. Okay, number one, Lavelle Edwards. Head coaching football wins in BYU. 257, eighth most in uh, FBS history, won 25 straight games at one point, program record, 84 national title, not sure if you've heard about that. The next closest is Bronco Mendenhall at 99. Couldn't stick around for 100, now at New Mexico. That's never going to be beaten. Kalani Satake is doing pretty good, right? He's at 56, <laughs> but like, it ain't happening, okay? One time he, he joked, I wanna be the Polynesian Lavelle. You're on your way, dog, you're on your way. All he's got to do is have Look, that number beats him. <laughs> like, holy cow. Think about this. It would take 20 10-win seasons to get within one win. In the Big 12, I think that's really possible. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's gonna, if, if Kalani Stocky wants to do it, he'd probably have to coach for like 30 more years at BYU. Then he would surpass Lavelle. It would take like 30 more years. And then, again, unbreakable records. No, I, like, if, if you said in the next 50 years, you know, some of these have been broken, I'll be surprised, man. Incredible. They're, listen, uh, records are meant to be broken, not those ones. No. <laughs> those ones. We've had a complete show because we had Tommy Hudspeth involved on the screen. It's yeah, anytime have, it's we have Tommy Hudspeth. fiery Tommy Hudspeth. And Neil Roberts yeah. and Sarah Redding. Let's go. We good, Doc. <laughs> Tonight, men's volleyball ranked number eight takes on number 14, Princeton. Night two, BYU won in a sweep last night. Take it on the Tigers out of the Ivy League, although not in volleyball, in the EIBA. 9 Eastern on this channel called BYU TV. What chance do you give BYU men's basketball to pull off a shocker tonight against number four Houston? Only a two and a half point underdog. Can I say higher than 100%? This is BYU Sports Nation. Where are those blue goggles? 110%. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Our question of the day, fourth rank Houston, a two and a half point favorite tonight against BYU men's basketball in Provo. So what chance do you give the Cougars to beat the other Cougars? Brian Buss on X says, if BYU can keep turnovers to under 12, there's that number, live ball turnovers to five or fewer, make 15 plus free throws, plus five on the boards, and hit 12 plus threes, 
That's all you're asking Very for? specific. I like it. I like it. BYU will win. BYU needs an Iowa State-type performance to win. I- I'm, just, I'm just on the Absolutely. turnovers and 12 threes. Like, Those certainly are you know, keys to su- success. Cody Figure told us, hey, we got to share, share this basketball. They, they got to uh, rebound. They, that's what's yes. led BYU. Like, there's certain things that don't make BYU BYU. Like, they don't have to get to the free throw line a million times. I would rather make threes than free throws, but you also need to get to the free throw line and make free throws. You can't afford to just not go to the line. That worked against Iowa State. They were very aggressive in trying to get to the rim, trying to draw fouls, and that worked very effectively. But it was a great defensive game. BYU's got to play great defense too tonight, but I think more than that, they have to match offensively against the great defense of Houston. Cannot wait to watch how it all unfolds. Our Elite Voice of the Day presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated comes in from Jennifer underscore Price underscore Carver on Instagram who says, depends on injuries, but with The Rock, the chance of winning is always higher. Yeah, it's like a 5% difference uh, shooting into The Rock than not, which is exciting. They'll bring the juice, which would be awesome. The free throw defense. (laughs) The free throw defense at BYU, just amazing. (laughs) Um, But you you look at this, this game in the Marriott Center, at home, injuries. Cody Fieger told us they're expecting to be pretty healthy tonight. We didn't ask about Marcus Edwards Jr. per se. Dawson Baker's still out. But, like, the, the water, no waterman who missed Saturday expected is to expected play. to play tonight. That's great. As of that conversation. So. Foose is getting himself back to his usual self. Yep. Awesome. And with the, yeah, re-emergence of potentially Noah Waterman and yeah, those guys, those guys make a difference. BYU's going to need all that size. No water, there's not a lot of 6'11 guys that shoot the three like Noah Waterman and Did, rebound as well as he does. Today's Rise and Shoutout presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. It's game day against Houston, so naturally. You know who's coming on the pregame show tonight? Tyler and his brother, TJ! TJ! What, a, what a game winner at Houston in the Fertitta Center the last time BYU was there. The hug of Mark Durant. Shep's yelling so loud the equipment quit. No, no, no. Let's go. Huge win for BYU. <laughs> Huge. Yoli Childs, uh, you know, unavailable in that game, we forget, you know, uh, due to the stupid suspension. Big oh, time. Man. Big time with Big TJ. Big time Hunt. shot. Let's go. The Fertitta Center. Huge I love game. it. Our thanks to today's guest, assistant coach Cody Feger, for joining us. Sorry to Dennis, we ran out of time. Conversation continues on X, Instagram, Facebook. This and all our shows are on demand on BYUFN.com. Oh, the ginger mamba. All the angles of that game winner. For Jeremiah and Spencer, shout out to Sean Lindquist from the 1993 men's basketball roster. We'll see you tonight for pregame. Six Mountain, go Cougs!